Hey, welcome. This is Michelle from Irvine Moms, my boy mom, homeschooling mama, and a mompreneur. Welcome to Mom's Time Out Podcast. Weekly, we'll be bringing you guests who are going to be talking about topics that matter to you. So thank you for joining. Pull up a chair, put those headphones on, and join us weekly. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Tanisha Lyons-Porter, a professional organizer. This week's episode is brought to you by Natural Born Organizers. No judgment, I'm here to help. You can reach me at 310-986-2153. I know that most parents are struggling with something about their body or something about their kid's body or something about themselves. And I want to kind of remove that shame because I think a lot of people, you know, come to me or come into sort of a body positive space and go, well, I don't love my body. And therefore I'm bad, I'm wrong, you know, I'm a bad parent or my kid is plus size, I'm a bad parent. And I want to remove the shame because if we can get rid of that, I'm bad, I'm in trouble, I need to be punished, then we can really get into the space of the real learning. Dana Sukao, we have her on today's show. We're going to be speaking to her shortly. She's awesome. We love her. And we're so excited to present her, her passionate dedication to demolishing diet culture and promoting self-love is inspiring to people of all ages. Dana is an award-winning speaker and educator. Once mentioned on her TED Talk, that's right, TED Talk, that everybody tells a story and every story deserves to be heard. From running every night and obsessing about her looks to eating without guilt and embracing her body as it is. We are incredibly lucky to present to you, Dana Sukal. I'm excited to speak to you today. My respect for you is immense, and the platform you created is so, so important. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about right now, what we're, we're going through. I think especially when you hear parents talking about the quarantine weight gain, mm-hmm. how careful do we have to be? choosing our words and how we say them around our kids. Yeah, perfect. That's and that's, I mean, I I don't like saying that it, I love talking about it, because I wish we lived in a world that I didn't have to talk about it. But this is it's my passion is talking about this stuff and protecting children. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking about that today. Yeah, so do we have to, I agree with you, I think it's one of those things that we shouldn't but we need to because it's it's here. So mm-hmm. what can parents do mm-hmm. to talk about body positivity? How sensitive do they have to be to bring this up to their kids and making them feel comfortable? You know, I think I need to start it. You know, I, I think before we get about, you know, how parents are teaching kids body positivity, I want to preface this with, I know that most parents are struggling with something about their body or something about their kid's body or something about themselves. And I want to kind of remove that shame because I think a lot of people, you know, come to me or come into sort of a body positive space and go, well, I don't love my body. And therefore I'm bad, I'm wrong, you know, I'm a bad parent or my kid is plus size, I'm a bad parent. And I wanna remove the shame because if we can get rid of that, 
I'm bad, I'm in trouble, I need to be punished, then we can really get into the space of the real learning. Um, and what I like to tell parents is, you know, we're all starting from from somewhere, and a lot of people are starting from the beginning in body positivity and their, you know, self love journey and their body acceptance journey. And wherever you are is okay. Um, you know, we I'm sure a lot of people listening, and you know, me too, everyone. You know, we've all made a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, we've hurt people. We've said things to kids we shouldn't have said. And I think, you know, as I'm talking with you, if you know, to anyone listening, if you hear something and you're like, oh, I made that mistake or oh, I did that instead of going into the I'm a bad parent, I'm, you know, just I'm bad, go into the okay, well, now I've learned a new tool. How can I apologize to this person and show them that I've learned a new way to approach something? Um, so I just want to kind of, you know, start out on that preface that, you know, if I'm saying something and it hits a nerve or it really makes you go, oh, shoot, I've said something like that in the past you are not in trouble here because we're all on this, you know, path of learning. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, what I value too is about what you do is you really help guide and give tools to parents yeah. and teachers. Mm -hmm. So to touch about what you were saying on, it starts with the parents and it's sometimes a reflection on how they feel. So how, knowing that when parents come to you, is it because they've seen a reaction in their kids and their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple reasons parents come to me, you know, but the majority of the reason that a parent will come to me is because their kid came to them and said, I don't like my thighs. I don't like my skin. I feel fat. I feel ugly. I feel stupid. I feel X, Y, Z. And a parent, the, the parents that come to me don't know how to respond. They don't know how to handle. I do have another, you know, portion of parents that come to me. And the reason they come to me is because they're thinking those things about their, their kids or they're thinking those things about their bot, their own bodies, and they don't know what to do. Um, you know, I have quite a few parents I've worked with who have had eating disorders in the past and are terrified that their children are, are going to develop the same, you know, body image insecurities, eating disorder, food insecurities type things, and they don't know what to do to prevent that. So, you know, one thing is that, you know, there's parents coming to me because they want to prevent something from happening, or they want to prevent their thoughts from becoming reality. And then there's another portion of parents that come because they don't know how to respond to what to, to the reality. You know, I was going to say, so when parents don't know what kind of tools do you help them with? Like what sort of exercises do you meet with them? separately or is this a one-on-one -on -one with uh, just the parent to start off with? Yeah. So I just meet with the parents. Um, you know, I, I, the, one of the reasons I got into working with parents and teachers and caregivers and adults was because I know that there's actually a lot of people, there's a lot of programs, there's a lot of, you know, projects working on helping children with their self-esteem. And what I found was there was really this kind of disconnect because there was people working with kids, um, you know, telling kids to love themselves, telling kids to stop bullying each other, being positive, all this stuff. But what was happening is children were going home to families that were bullying them on their bodies. You know, they were having teachers, you know, make them feel other. They were having coaches say, well, you need to lose weight. And so what was happening is we were empowering these kids and then they were going to these adult leaders, mentors, parents, 
and becoming completely disempowered. And I thought there's really something happening here. There's really a disconnect here. How can I help merge, you know, what kids are seeing, um, you know, in this positive realm versus what they're being told by authority. And so I do, you know, when I'm doing coaching, I'm doing one-on-one with a parent or I'm doing, you know, together or with the both parents. Um, if I'm doing schools, you know, I, I'll do a group of teachers. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to focus on parents here, not not really the, the teachers in the classrooms. And so one of the biggest things is I just hear parents' fears, because if we can hear the fears, we can sort of neutralize them. We can sort of put them into a realistic perspective. Um, you know, you're you're afraid of your child developing diabetes. Okay, okay, I hear that. And I'm not going to say that that, that can't be a valid fear. But is that something that you need to be losing sleep over right now? Is that something where your child needs to feel unloved right now? Um, Is that something that is causing you panic and anxiety right now? How can we look at things and go, okay, this is a fear. This is something that, you know, is not sitting well with me or is making me very uncomfortable. Um, But it's almost like the more energy, the more fire and flame we feed things, the more they grow. Um, so I help parents really kind of dismantle those fears, look at them, and then really look at the root cause of it. Well, why? You know, are you afraid of your child being plus size because they're going to get bullied? Well, let's teach your child. Let's give, you know, you skills as a parent on how to make it so if your child gets bullied that it doesn't affect them. It doesn't hurt them so much. Are you afraid of you know, other parents thinking you're a bad parent. Well, let's work on your self-esteem. Let's work on your stuff. So you know that you're a good enough parent and you know you're doing the right thing and that you can start having those body positive conversations with people around you. Um, You know, I, I like using it kind of as, you know, like a ripple effect. Like we have to have these little conversations around, you know, race, body positivity, you know, all sexism, all of these things that are happening. Um, We can have these large grand scale conversations, but we also have to have the difficult, small conversations. And those are what ripple out, Um, you know, and kids really you know, they will see their parents and and they will copy a lot of your behavior. So I think in the beginning, when we first started, you asked me, you know, like, what are some tools? And I really, you know, I really try to help parents, you know, fake it until you become it sort of thing when you're around kids. Um, You know, because if, look, if we want to body shame ourselves, if we want to pick ourselves apart, I would wish that you don't. But if you do, we need to make sure that little eyes and ears aren't watching. you know, are, are are you eating the same meals as your family or are you eating boiled broccoli and, and steamed vegetables all the time while everyone else is eating pizza and fun stuff and, you know, regular food? So I just there's the part of it of, you know, how are you looking at your part in this bigger picture? Um, and then, you know, really finding tools that are very specific for each individual family also. That's great. So I think that that sort of helps a nice transition because you're prepping them, the parents, that is, to have gentle conversations with the yeah. kids. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, it's a nice introduction. So it's not, you're not putting the spotlight on the kids where it's sort of like this uh, uncomfortable setting. You're working with the parents first, 
Yeah. And giving them such a great foundation to make their kids feel safe. And do you find too that social media plays a role in this with now taking a turn from now you're, you're working with the parents, but also with peers, does, Mm -hmm. do you see that sort of playing a factor in how the kids feel with self-esteem? Have you ever had any of, of your clients, young kids talk to you about social media and if that plays a factor mm-hmm. and their peers at school? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And, you know, I think social media, it's not a double-edged sword, but, it, but it's really this thing where, you know, I have made some of my closest friends on social media through doing the work that I do. I have had, you know, job opportunities and, you know, amazing connections and the world open up for me in a lot of ways through social media. That being said, I've also had social media make me extremely depressed, make me extremely insecure, make me feel like I was the only one struggling with X problem, make me feel like everyone else is doing better than me. So, you know, again, I I think we can use social media for good. And there's a lot of people doing that. The problem is how social media is set up. Social media is set up to create insecurity. Social media is set up to where people put their highlight reels. And unfortunately, young kids are seeing that and are extremely exposed to that. Um, I do believe that putting age restrictions on, you know, social media, time limits on social media is good when you have young kids. I'm not going to tell you exactly because I think that that's an important thing to work out with you and your individual child and your family and your needs. But, you know, we, I, I, we cannot ignore the rising rates of depression and anxiety among teens and young adults and the rise in social media. I mean, we can't ignore that. Is it, is it, you know, a hundred percent that? No, it's not a hundred percent that there's a lot of things happening, but I do think it plays a very big role. Um, You know, there's also this, this kind of, I'm trying to remember who explained it to me like this, but I, and I can't remember, but someone said to me, you know, Social media, it it opens up the world, but it can also open up the world in a very harmful way, especially through young kids. You know, before we had social media, you had your friend circle and that was at your school, but then you had your close friends, um, you know, and you really only kind of felt the pressure to sort of perform for, you know, the people around you. Um, and now we have social media where people have thousands of, you know, quote unquote friends or followers or they're following thousands of people. and you lose that kind of close connection that you get with just the four, five, six people um, because now you're spread thin for the thousands of people and you're only seeing those thousands of people's highlight reels. So it looks like the world around you is perfect except for yours. So I think it's very important if you do have a child on social media is first of all, to make sure, you know, if we're, we want to talk about body positivities, you got to make sure your kids are consuming diverse media. Um, You got to make sure that, you know, the the accounts they're looking at aren't making them feel bad about their bodies, that they're seeing, you know, a diverse representation of bodies, Um, you know, and for anyone, if you're like, I don't even know where to start with social media. um, If you visit my website, if you go to danasukow.com slash resources, 
I have a free re resource page and I have about 20 or 30 um, Instagram and social media accounts that you can follow and that um, your kids can follow also that are, you know, body positive, um, inclusive, diverse, and just to really help diversify your feed. Um, you know, I think the other thing is just to really make sure that uh, your kids are also getting quality inter, you know, personal connection. And I know it's hard right now because we're in quarantine and it feels like the world's on fire. But, you know, if that can come from you, if that can come from friends on Zoom, if that can come from just a little more one on one, that's an amazing sort of um, getting back to our roots a little bit. I love that you do have the resource page because I think that, yeah, I think people don't know. Parents, you know, they feel overwhelmed, they become stressed, and they don't know where to start. So having those resources and knowing that they can sort of take this this journey, if you will, with their kid mm -hmm. and work on it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and think it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, not, not to like shamelessly plug, cause I'm, I'm not collecting information. I mean, you can go to the website link. You don't have to enter anything, um, completely free. But again, if you are, you know, if you're a parent out there and you're like, again, I don't know where to start. If you go to my resource page, there's a, a body positive podcast, there's body positive documentaries that, and I have them listed, you know, for age appropriateness. I, you know, I have social media links. I also have a list of books. So I have books for kids. I have books for teens. And I also have books for adults because I really, really think it's important that, you know, we're educating ourselves as adults so that we can say the right thing when it comes up with kids. Um, you know, because I really do think that that kind of training and sort of learning really does start with us. No, that's perfect. I think having such a, a breakdown of information is great that you have it structured for yeah. parents. Thank you. Kids. Yeah, I think that's such a great resource. So tell us for for if we're not struggling with this right now, if we don't have a kiddo that we're concerned about, but we love the movement, how can we get involved? How can we help support the ripple and join your movement? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think the number one thing is if you are wanting to make a change and, and you wanting to help kids, you're wanting to help the next generation love themselves and, and, and learn to love themselves in the ways that you were not taught how. We've got to start educating ourselves. We've got to start having the conversations. You know, I, I really think visit my resource page, follow those social media accounts, start reading the books, start watching the documentaries, start having the conversations. Um, you know, and really, if you are out there struggling and, and you're really like, I just don't know where to start, you know, I offer one on one training. Um, and I, you know, since we're in, in Corona times, I do everything online. Um, you know, if your kids, if your school is having issues or you feel like this is really a larger problem, reach out to me because I work with schools. I, you know, it was, it's interesting because we have a lot of kids right now struggling with this weight gain. Um, and a lot of parents struggling with this, you know, the weight gain. I, I've heard it called like COVID-19, um, you know, that we really have got to learn to be gentle on ourselves right now because it's, you know, we've got to kind of lower our expectations and just know like this is a period of, of kind of mass trauma. This is a, a period of like ripping open and 
It's okay if you've got a couple more pounds on you. It's okay if you need to eat some food that makes you feel comfortable and safe and happy and warm and good. You know, I think we've really got to lighten up on ourselves and that, and when we lighten up on ourselves, we lighten up on our kids and that, and you know, that just shows kids that it's okay to love your body um, in ways that aren't punishing it. Um, and so, you know, again, if I, if I can leave you with anything is, you know, reach out to me. Um, you know, Instagram is at Dana Sukow. Email is Dana at danasukow.com if you're struggling. Um, and, and just really, you know, practice gentleness. Practice gentleness on your kid, but practice gentleness on yourself. Because if we approach things calmly, kids learn to approach those things calmly. Um, you know, again, if, we, if we're looking at, you know, back in, you know, before civilization, you know, humans would... If, if we are frantic and nervous and upset and, and traumatized about something, um, our offspring are going to learn very quickly to be frantic and upset about something too because their safety is involved. So if we are frantic and very upset about our bodies, children will learn very quickly that bodies are something that need to be frantic and upset about. So if I can wish you just calmness and self-love during this really, really difficult and just absolutely unprecedented time, um, that's that's what I'd like to send you off with. Perfect. Beautiful information. Thank you, Dana, for talking with us today. We appreciate your time. This was fantastic. Absolutely. Thank, no, you. thank, you, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And I, I'm just I'm very grateful that this conversation is becoming, you know, bigger. The, the conversation needs to get huge because we, we've got to if we can focus on our wage gap and not the thigh gap, I think we will the world will be a much better place. Well said. Thank you, Dana, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Mom's Time Out Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, IrvineMomsNetwork.com, and where you can subscribe to our show, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, RSS, so you'll never miss us. While you're at it, if you find value in our show, please give us a rating and let us know what you're thinking and simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out, too. Thank you so much. Please be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.